welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, this is Charles Kelly, Money Tips. Elon Musk has bid to buy Twitter for $40 billion. Now, as we move into the Easter break, uh, there's a lot of things happening in the financial world, including the news that the controversial Tesla boss has offered $54 a share value in Twitter at just over $40 billion. Now, Musk actually refused a seat on the board recently after becoming Twitter's largest shareholder, said he's the right person to unlock the social media platform's extraordinary potential. And who can argue with him? This is a guy that's brought a company from uh, you know, zero to becoming the, the world's most valuable car maker in a sh- few short years, worth more than Fords and General Motors and Toyotas that have been around for decades, if not centuries. Uh, but let's see what's happening. It, it's it's an interesting move. He wants to become a social media uh, baron, if you like. I mean, in, in the old days, billionaires used to buy newspapers uh, to, to control the media. Now, I guess they buy companies like, like Twitter. Uh, the share price jumped, but 5% in fact, but he warned that he would have to reconsider his stake in the company if the bid was refused. In other words, he might dump the share the shares that he owns and and he can afford to do that he can play you know games with with billions and hundreds of millions of dollars like we can play with you know a few hundred uh, so good luck to him on that uh, now as you know I, you may you may know that I'm the author of the books yes money can buy you happiness and borrow and grow rich and I run this podcast which is free to air so please like and subscribe and do share it so that it gets gets it out there gets the message out there and helps with the the algorithms whatever they are now there's trouble ahead for consumer prices for consumers and people uh, because consumer prices have reached the highest level since 1992 this is in the UK I think in America it's it's the highest for 40 years inflation and it, it actually brought out a statement from Antonio Guterres the UN Secretary General who said that there are over 36 countries now who depend on Russia or Ukraine for half of their wheat imports. And he's warning of not only rising prices, but food shortages. And we're starting to hear of countries having uh, food riots. Um, and, and this comes on the back of uh, Sri Lanka that's that's about to default on its debt. But we're hearing about other, a few other countries having... Now, I don't want to say which countries because I haven't got really confirmed reports of this, but there are countries that uh, where, where the food shortages are already starting to hit people. And of course, in the West, we, we get our food um, but it, it might cost more. It is costing more, but at least we've got something to buy in, in the supermarkets. And I've been warning people for the last year or two now to stock up on food because I could see it was just going up and, and going up through the roof. Now, in his broadcast this week, the UN Secretary General warned that about rising poverty and added that, look at this, wheat has gone up by 30%, oil up 60% in the last year, natural gas up 50%, and fertilizer, which goes on everything, right, that we grow, up 100%. So how can that not lead to higher inflation and massive rises in in food prices? Now we all need oil, uh, despite this, you know, the green lobby and we're, we're going to become a wind power nation. The, the, the world runs on oil. You know, all our imports are are transported on ships and 
Um, you know, a lot of our power is provided by burning natural gas or oil, which comes out of the same hole in the ground. So, you know, if oil is up, then everything else is down as it was in previous oil crises, like the Arab oil crisis, when oil prices shot up and that drove the world into a long recession and higher interest rates and all sorts of problems. So these essential commodities that I've mentioned affect all of our daily lives. And, um, you know, and these prices have risen far above the, the current published inflation rate, right? Current pr published inflation rate is 7%, but we know prices are going up much faster than that. And the official, this is called the CPI, the Consumer Prices Index, is up uh, 7%. And, and, you know, with commodity prices soaring, it could easily reach double digits before the end of the year, both here and in the States. Uh, now, now, we know that interest rates have been put up twice in the last few months to, to curb this, but at the moment, it doesn't seem to be working and the Bank of England may have to step in. Having said that, interest rates have gone up twice, but the banks have not passed this on to savers. So you need to look at ways of getting a better return on, on your savings. And I'll just mention a bit more about that later. So prices are going up now, uh, rocketing up since you know, the highest since 1992 when, when the UK was in recession. Property price prices had fallen. The market was stagnant. You couldn't sell a lot of properties. There were a lot of cheap properties around, but not much money available to, to borrow to buy those properties because the banks had pulled their reins in. In fact, some banks like the Alliance Leicester Building Society refused to lend in the Docklands, the London Docklands, which is now a multi-billion pound financial centre. They refused to lend them. They said the property wasn't suitable security for a mortgage. And experts were saying that it would take 20 years for the, for the property market to recover. So there were big problems in 1992, and I remember that recession very well. It was far worse, I think, than the, the 2008 so-called Great Recession. I think there's been worse recessions than that when interest rates were very high and people were really suffering, losing their properties. And you know, I saw people going bankrupt left, right and centre all around me. So look at that. Do, do, do take care here and start to look at your finances um, because pay rises now are falling behind with inflation. So if you're if you're in a job and you're getting a pay rise of two or three percent, because that was the norm a couple of years ago, inflation was at two, three percent, you know, but prices are going up by seven, ten, twenty percent, you are going to be suffering. Uh, and that, that affects people on uh benefits and government support and state pension support, because over fifty-two percent of people in the UK are on some kind of benefit, which includes pension payments, sickness payments, that sort of thing. So a lot of people will be affected. And that only leaves 48% of the working population to pay for all of this. So the government can't put these benefits up by 7 and 10%. Uh, so what's going to happen? We're going to see the unions getting involved, maybe more strikes um, and, and more industrial disruption. And if, if the current government are ousted, because there's a lot of uh, controversy around uh, things like the, the chancellor's wife not paying UK tax on her overseas earnings. Uh, there's Partygate. There's all sorts of things. But if this government falls and the Labour government come in, then we, we are going to see uh, a lot of money being splashed around and, and taxes will have to go up to pay for it. And if it doesn't go up immediately, we'll have to go up eventually. So so, so look at that because you, you know your, your pay might be well be falling behind what's really going on in the world. And businesses, of course, are facing a very dark time because... Their costs have gone up. Their costs have gone up through the roof, you know, for for fuel, for heating, for electricity, gas, uh, for food, if they're in the food business, for foodstuffs, cooking oil, all those sorts of things. And they're facing the prospects of higher costs and lower incomes as people have less disposable income 
to, to, to go out and spend in these businesses. So watch out for that. Um, you know, I've heard an anecdotal report that uh, claims for, for fire, for, for restaurants and shops burning down all of a sudden seem to be going up at the moment. That's just a little anecdotal bit of uh, uh, evidence there. It's not evidence really. It's, it's something I've heard as a rumor from somebody in the business. So, so it could be a sign that some businesses are in trouble, they don't know how to get out of it. And they think, well, I'll have a nice little insurance claim, which is fraud. And they can go to prison for that. Uh, and it's very risky to obviously burn a building down. You know, this is not Goodfellas movies time. You know, this is real life. And, you know, you, you can't just go around burning buildings down because your business is in trouble. But that is unfortunately what some people resort to in times of trouble. So watch out there. Uh, as I said, savers are receiving less on their on their capital. So their, their capital is being eroded by inflation. What does inflation mean? Well, it's caused by, I believe, this massive money printing that's gone on in the last couple of years, uh, printing on an industrial scale never seen. Something like 30% of all the dollars in circulation have been printed in the last three years. Um, so it, it, maybe that's not quite accurate, maybe in the last five to 10 years. But, but this has been going on since the last recession, this massive Effectively, it's not exactly printing of money, but it's creating money out of thin air. And that's going to erode the value of your capital. So if, what inflation means is if you've got £100, $100 today, and you buy those same goods that are in the, the inflation figure basket of goods, you'll get £100 worth of goods for that for that $100, £100. But if you hold on to that £100 and, and you just leave it under the mattress, next year, that £100 will only buy £93 of the same goods because inflation is at 7%. That's if it stays at 7% in the next year. So it, every year that, that money is going down by 7%. So it's not long. In fact, it's only about 10 years before it will only be worth £50 in, based on a 7% inflation rate over about 10 years. So it, this is serious for people who are sitting on large amounts of cash in the bank earning virtually nothing and, and what that money will be worth to them in, in, in times ahead. So you've got to look at how you invest your money. Can you invest in real assets that will hedge against inflation, such as property, um, uh, stocks and shares, or even precious metals such as gold, which has long been held as a hedge against inflation. Now, I'm not giving you advice here. You've got to take your own advice, learn about this, learn about money, uh, which is what I offer in some of my courses and my programs. But you know, you've got to, you know, if you sit on money for a long time in the bank, it will definitely lose money. It, it's almost like a negative interest rate you're getting on that money. And a solicitor told me recently that the money they hold on deposit overnight is put into an account. And in the past, when interest rates were high, when they could earn 10%, they would make a tidy little sum on, on deposits overnight because lawyers get money in for, for conveyancing on properties and they sit on that money overnight and then pay it out in the, ne the next morning to, um, you know, to, to sellers and to, uh, to, and to pay off mortgages and that sort of thing of, of their clients. So they sit on a lot of money. And, and this solicitor said that on a million pounds, uh, average balance over a year. Do you know how much they actually received in, in pounds uh, of interest? Do you know how much they actually received? £100. On a million pounds of deposit balance, they received £100 in interest. That is incredible. Now, that same money invested in, now they can't do this, but if they invested that money in a property yielding, you know, even 44%, you know, that'd be £40,000, um, you know, as opposed to £100. 
you know, it, it's it's really, uh, and of course, the solicitor can't do that. They can't go out and speculate with the money and put it into long-term investments. But this is the difference between investing in a long-term asset, which will not only give you a higher return, but will actually grow over the long term. Because in 10 years' time, that property is likely to double in value as well. So that million pounds would become two million pounds over the next 10, 15 years, obviously, depending on what type of property it is, where you've bought it, have you bought wisely, etc. But you've got to look at this and, and what you do with your money. Similarly, if the money was invested in a blue ship, blue chip stock or share or put into a mutual fund where you might get a, a, a sort of a dividend return of, of even one or two percent, you know, that could be £20,000 as opposed to £100 uh, based on that. But obviously, that money is at risk. It could go down as well, as well as up. So, you know, you can't do that if you're a solicitor holding client accounts. There's, there's rules around that. I'm just giving you an example of the, the massive difference if you can in, learn to invest your money as opposed to just leaving it on, on deposit. Now, I believe that we're in an economic winter here. Um, you know, we haven't quite come out of the recession, although officially out of the recession, the underlying uh, uh, economy, the, the real economy, the you economy, your economy, for a lot of people, it is definitely, most definitely in recession. So now's the time to buckle down, tighten your belts and get through this and you will survive. And remember that winters don't last forever and you're not on your own. So take advice, you know, look for advice to, to improve your, 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 um, your, your financial situation. Um, consider spreading the cost of things by putting things on direct debits. Uh, another tip that I put in my five inflation busting tips post recently is to build up your credit lines and watch your credit rating. That That is the rating that companies give you uh, depending on how you pay your bills. Watch that like a hawk. Don't miss any bills. Don't get behind with things. Can you consider earning more cash by doing part-time jobs or even a sideline business working from home? Of course you can. Um, you know, Companies are crying out for staff at the moment. There's over a million job vacancies in the UK right now, um, and people can't get staff. You know, I'm, I'm talking about restaurants, I'm talking about supermarkets, I'm talking about van drivers, delivery drivers, I'm talking about even airports. They can't get enough staff to handle baggage and people, um, so there's massive queues in airports. Uh, partly this is due to uh, more people being off with uh, COVID, but there's also an underlying problems since Brexit of, of staff shortages in the care industry, in catering, and in lots of other industries where they need staff. So could you earn a bit more cash by doing a part-time job to make up for these massive uh, cost of living rises in things like fuel and gas? Another thing you can do is buy bulk buy uh, non-perishable items, consumer goods that you know you're going to need. You're going to consume these goods. They're consumables, such as uh, dry foods, uh, foods that will last a couple of years, um, not only to guard against food shortages, but as a hedge against inflation, because those things are going to cost you at least 10% more in the next year. So why leave your money in the bank earning 0.01% uh, when you could put it into pasta, you can put it into bleach and cleaning materials and, um, you know, whatever, things that you are going to consume over the next few years uh, that will last you, why not put it into that? Because you will save at least, I, I would say 10, if not more, 10 to 15% on those as they go up in price. And you'll also guard against, um, you know, shortages. Now, I'm not saying to go out and stockpile toilet rolls, but it, if it comes to that, you know, you, you need to, to protect yourself. You can't be worried about everybody else. Um, bulk buying is one way, I think, of protecting yourself and guarding yourself against 
the ravages of inflation, which is eating away at your money. So watch my five inflation busting tips. I'll put a link up to that. And now the other thing is you've got to make the most of your money, uh, learn how to get control of your money and, and manage your finances, learn about investing. And as I said, consider investing into real assets. That's what funds do. That's what all investors have done over the centuries. Um, assets go, grow in value. Liabilities such as cars and clothes go down in value, you know, unless they're classic cars or Chanel dresses and that sort of thing. Uh, but you've got to learn about this. So get advice. You're not alone. Um, use debt counseling services like Citizens Advice if you're in trouble, but, but don't, you know, bury your head in the sand. And, you know, take proactive steps to increase your wealth. Now, people can get wealthier during recessions and depressions. It does happen. Yes, the answer is people get wealthier in recessions. Believe me, it's true. Uh, now, to help you get through this, um, I'm putting up a, a special offer to my readers, subscribers, and that's a free wealth discovery accelerator call, a call that will enable you to, to find out where you are right now, find out where you're going and help you get there faster. And I, I do that usually on Zoom and I'll personally speak to you and help you to accelerate your wealth building journey. So click on the link below to arrange that and just go onto my calendar and, and book a time in with me because uh, I really want to help my, my readers and subscribers. So do do look at that. And, and from there, we can see maybe if we can work together further in the future. But initially, it's just a free call, no, no strings attached. So, so thanks very much. Have a great Easter wherever you are and enjoy this weekend. If you're in the UK, we've got a, a nice few days holiday from Friday to Monday or Friday to Tuesday. So really enjoy that. Take time to recharge your batteries and think about your money and do book that wealth discovery call if it's of interest to you. Thanks very much for listening and have a great weekend. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 